0: Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm inspired by Leslie No. All
1: of
0: her, all of her. Uh, yes. well, you don't watch Parks and Rec, yeah, you do. No, you do. I, I, I get, get, I, out get out I get, out. I get the gist. Go, walk more. Go watch more, watch more. Sorry, <laughs> A failure. Watch, you need to watch The Office and Parks and Rec. Mm. If you haven't watched both of those in completion, I don't know. We can still be friends. <laughs> Is this thing on? Testing testing. Welcome to another episode of Forging Employee Experience. I'm Alexander Noren looking at Josh Dreen hoping I got the intro right. Did I do it right? That was great. Yes. I, I mean the word was completely
1: <laughs> off but the personality and attitude <laughs> you brought all you got.
0: That's good. Oh, this is a reforge episode which is why I can never get the intro right. Um, anyway happy to be here talking about Amy's fantastic.
1: Capilante Wolf.
0: That's a solid name, right? Holy smokes. I, uh, yeah. If that if that alone wasn't enough to demand respect, then everything she's done in her life will oh do gosh, that. Listen, I thought I was
1: sitting at the feet of a guru, oh my goodness, an HR guru, and just, yeah. you can give me answers on anything <laughs> i, I want to ask about disney and the inner workings of disney yeah. i want to ask about Symantec and what yeah. you're doing there 100%. like like i want to ask about the forbes council and like what secret
0: rituals are you doing <laughs> to understand like, yeah, so. what do they do what are the yeah what are the conversations and whispered shadows that happen
1: mm. but, no. how, how do we get her on the podcast amy thank you so much for thank carving out so the time
0: Fantastic. i know you're so busy
1: but Fantastic. thank you so let's just go ahead and start unpacking Everything that she told us, we had a conversation before we started rolling about how we asked her a question, she gave us the answer in a nice little package, no room for you know trying to flesh it out or find (laughs) faults.
0: So perfect.
1: It it, it was just solid. So so let's let's highlight a few
0: things for our listeners here uh, to hopefully get you some some practical advice. And one of the things that I uh, kind of and it was almost mentioned, she almost mentioned it a little, almost like an afterthought. Um, but something that I thought was extremely profound that we do all the time is she said to remember to recognize people for the jobs that they do every day that make the company run. You know, there are these uh, oftentimes we fail or neglect to recognize people for doing the things that they, they they just do. It's, it's part of their job. It's something that that has to get done. Um, maybe it's not that difficult to do, but it's consistent and and they do and they get it done. And then nobody really notices until they don't do it. Don't, don't be that person.
1: Yeah, don't, I mean, treating your employees like a cog right. is like, oh, it's doing its job and, until it breaks. And everything breaks at that yeah. point. And, and to, to freak out and blame them and, right. and just get angry is, isn't fair. They're, they're doing a great job. They've been doing it for years. Yeah. Let's give credit where credit is due.
0: Right, absolutely. So, so, so keeping that in mind and, and always making sure that we're cognizant of the work that everyone's already doing. You know, another thing she said that I thought was amazing was treat your employees like consumers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
1: What was so powerful to, uh, to me about that is it, is she was mentioning the the thirty page email right, <laughs> right. Yeah, for, that's coming from the boss who thinks he's doing a good job yeah, engaging right. others, but in reality we don't have time to read this email. We don't have time to. And if you were doing that to your clients to your customers, <laughs> they're out. They, oh, yeah. they just don't send that email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we're not going to buy your product yeah. ever. So so just keeping that mentality
0: in place as well. When we're starting to talk about our employees, like don't do that to them either. Yeah, it, it, she, the, the phrase, one of the phrases that she uses was just in time, just in time information, which is to me is, is very compelling because it says, don't tell your employees about something you're going to do in a year from now as an organization. That, that's knowledge that is not necessary to them. They don't care. Uh, I mean, okay, Maybe they care, but it's not super helpful, not super relevant. So don't expect them to latch onto it. Instead. Uh try to make sure that they are getting the information that they need right now to become more engaged to latch onto the company mission as it is right now today, not what it you know, not not what we're doing two years from now and then um making sure that they have everything that they need to do to to get the job done love it,
1: love it. She also gave us a stat uh remind me here was it sixty nine percent
0: sixty nine percent
1: sixty nine percent of managers are afraid to talk to their employees
0: that is crazy to me. That's crazy. How can you be a manager and not want to talk to your employees? But it makes so much sense because I think we have done a very poor job at equipping managers with the tools necessary to have conversations.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure they can have those conversations that are based in the policy or the procedure, right? Mm -hmm. Like here's the thing, the meeting that we have to do. Here's the things that I need to say to make sure everything's running. But like outside of that, it starts to get a, a little interesting the The reason why i think we're talking about this is because we, we kind of asked the question of like how do you communicate those engagement stats to your mid-level managers and actually right. implement yeah. the change mm-hmm. and she was saying you know like they're, they're kind of afraid to talk to their employees so first hurdle is let's open up the communication and the second hurdle would be let's see what we can do to start implementing this engagement strategy which is like dude there's a
0: lot of work that goes into engagement a ton of work it is so much work, yeah, but there's a lot of work that goes into building a quality product for customers to buy I mean if you want to do something right it, it's going to take a lot of work, and we keep thinking that because there is not a direct line between the number of engagement the amount of the number of engaged employees and your profit that it's not going to be that it's you know that it's not worth the same amount of time right you, you sell more you get more customers, you can make more money the direct have higher engaged employees, you will eventually through better customer relationships and and more customers drive up profits. But because it's not direct, I think we think that it it shouldn't or doesn't need to take as much time as it will, but it it does. It absolutely does. Uh,
1: And this is why I get so passionate about employee engagement is it's not an easy work, but man, once you nail it, once you Get it working. There is nothing that will stop your organization from being successful. Yeah. Once you're
0: like Amy, it's like you're you've made it. You know, oh, just you're you're good. You just do it. Just do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. You're set.
1: Oh yeah. well, man, I, I imagine every company is trying to get that, her on their team <laughs> wisely. So like, we need help with our with everything HR. Can you come in it and fixed, and, and, fixed and do it, it for us? And,
0: and she can. So so, adding on to that piece about managers being afraid to talk to employees, the bigger problem, right? Managers not being equipped to do what they need to done. Um, you know, Amy brought up um, the idea of financial acumen, helping managers understand balance sheets, um, helping them understand the finances of their team, um, a manager boot camp, right? Facilitating managers growth as, as a leader. You know, there's, we promote people to managers sometimes and then think, oh, they got it. They're a manager now, they can handle it. Well, a week ago, they weren't a manager. So what changed, right? Right. I mean, I mean, all of the
1: the roles and responsibilities that you've added is insane. I mean, they might know how to do their job and make sure that others are doing their job, but do they know how to communicate that to them? Time management. Do they know how to bring that communication up the yeah. chain? Feedback conversations. And just to even hold a meeting. Like, yeah, a instead good, of a good meeting, yeah. sitting in the meeting versus being the leader of the meeting changes. Everything.
0: Oh my gosh! Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, and and then one of the things that we we kind of touched on towards the end, something that that we've talked about a lot is this idea of how do you, you know, the workforce is a, a range of folks, right? You have some folks who really no matter what you do, they're going to be engaged and and there and and good to go, and those 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 golden employees are wonderful, uh, and then you have uh, uh, the largest segment of folks who will be engaged if. You, you put forth an amount of effort. Invite them. Invite them. Yeah. Uh and, and then you have the bottom kind of tier who might resist engagement a little bit. And um she had a really interesting thought about why it's important to engage them as well.
1: Hmm.
0: Which I'm gonna have Josh expound I on was it. literally looking
1: into space. <laughs> you guys. I was not with you. It's
0: a nice, it's a nice plant here in our studio. It's good. It adds adds life to the to the space. But uh yeah, the Still, you're still going to talk about it. Could you rephrase the question? (laughs) (laughs) Can I get that in a sentence, please? (laughs) The question is, how about you give me the answer? I'll give you the question. Wait, how does Jeopardy work? They give you the answer. I don't watch TV. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unless it's a sitcom. Yeah, so the idea of why why, why is it worth focusing on the bottom 10%? Well, right. I mean, some focus, obviously not all right. of okay, I, I'm with you. <laughs> Back on earth, okay? So this makes me wonder if Josh doesn't even focus on what I'm saying to the listeners. <laughs>
1: Extremely disengaged right now. I am the bottom 10%.
0: So why should I care to keep this
1: Why should you care going? to keep – why don't you just fire me immediately, Alexander? It's because of this. This is why you wouldn't fire me immediately right. is because retention – Takes a lot of work and turnover is extremely is. expensive. Is. Okay. I'm not I'm taking th-
0: applicants for new co hosts. Please send them to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But that's exactly right. But know? that's it, right? Like it, it's it's more expensive to to fire someone and try to onboard right. another individual right. than to put forth engagement efforts. Right. And regardless, you're going to cut out the ten percent. You're still yeah. you still have a ten percent down there that is going to be disengaged. And so making making the effort is important. Making the
0: effort. Don't just write them off immediately. Obviously, you know that there's a balance there. You don't spend all of your time with the bottom ten percent because you know it's just, for the same reason you don't um, you don't want to alienate your loyal customers by, um, you know, new promotions or something. You know, I think we've all had the experience where you're like, Oh, new customers get this great discount. And you're like, well, I've been a customer for a year of whatever service. Why don't I, where's my discount? You know, and now you're, now the customer's angry, you know? so, So making sure we don't do that with our employees, but also making sure that we don't just say, well, the bottom 10% nothing we can do about them. Let's just let them, do whatever yeah
1: look, it's interesting i i i can't help but think about like the school system that you're going to have a few teachers that just don't get it is, is it mm-hmm. fair to the students to just say okay these teachers just don't get it so we're just going to wait until they leave <laughs> right. wait until they retire and then we like no you're still going to do what you can right. to to at least for the students give the give them the tools
0: that they need and and this the last bit that i want really bring up here is this idea of holding accountability for managers. I mean, I think we, we have to be in a space where managers are accountable for a lot of things, productivity, making deadlines. Um, the, oftentimes there's revenue goals associated with, with teams that managers are leading. There is absolutely no reason other than the lack of an infrastructure to support it there's no reason that managers shouldn't be held accountable to some extent for the engagement levels of the folks that they're leading.
1: Mm, and she gave us a great suggestion on that. It's, it's not setting a hard goal. It's right. asking them like, what goals would you have around engagement and then hold them to that standard because right. now it's a conversation and
0: it's something that they want to work towards. Really cool stuff. Actually, yeah. I, I was really impressed. Yeah. Awesome. Really fantastic conversation. Again, a uh, big shout out to Amy for, for taking the time to come in and, and share that knowledge. Listeners, you are lucky to listen to her. You can mute us, mute Us out, that's fine. But make sure you listen to what she says.
1: Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace!